Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Competing Biblically podcast. Second episode back. We're excited to be with you guys. Um, made it past the greeting of First Peter last time. And today we're diving in with the next section of First Peter. Excited to be with you guys. A living hope. Here we go, uh, Nick, Zach, and Seth with you guys. And this week, we, Zach and I have been upgraded. We are no longer sharing a microphone. Don't have to pass it anymore, so you won't hear random microphone. I can't even make the noise anymore. Yeah, now you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, I know, and, I can't and now I can noise. just talk. That's but crazy. Yeah, Zach and I don't have to awkwardly like <laughs> move our heads really close together. The microphone. Seth, you do realize we're only on audio, so the the faces and the demonstrations <laughs> that you're doing, but it's not like the But I still work. appreciate it, and it's even better. I wish you guys could see it because it's really good. <laughs> one day, one day we'll be on video. Yes. If yeah. I ever feel like taking that challenge one. At this point, I don't. So, um, but yeah, no, we're excited to be back with you guys. Zach had lacrosse practice this morning. Um, we were talking about that a little bit, talking about the team. Um, I am back mid-season helping out with soccer, mm. and all co- I mean Nick and I have talked about all kinds of adventures, you know, yeah. that we've been on in life. And how are you, Nick? I'm great. It's been a, a journey. Six-year-old flag football, different challenges than five-year-old mm-hmm. flag football. So still managed to get those noises in there. Yeah, five-year-old flag football was interesting. Six-year-old flag football is different. Um, also just like seeing an explosion of people who want to do ministry. So mm-hmm. I feel like we've kind of gotten over the COVID hump and now things have stabilized and we have a new expectation of reality. So people are really energetic and enthusiastic about getting things started. So it's just keeping up with trying to get some of that stuff rolling. Yeah. Nick's got a lot of keeping up to do with that. Lots well, of, lots of too. keeping up, but yeah, so. it's been good. All right, so today we are going back into First Peter. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode, do so um, because we kind of introed into all this. We're going through First Peter talking about the idea of being in exile, kind of athletes or coaches in exile, how we are from another land. We are in a foreign culture. Um, and so last week we introed talk, talked about the idea of being a chosen exile or elect exiles. And today we're going to talk um, we went over the greeting today. We're going to go into kind of the meat, um, the, the middle part of chapter one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Zach, I don't know if you want to read for us. I'd love to read. All right. Let me hand you the Bible. What'd you do with the other Bible? Oh, uh, I went upstairs. Oh, I knew I hit it. I, I hit it. For, I, I hit it for I myself. I had a Bible. I had one somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. It's like manna. They just appear from heaven. <laughs> bread from heaven. God is good. It's the, it's the living bread, right? What is that? Never-ending bread. Living bread. Living yeah. bread. I was right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I'm not crazy. Uh, yeah. So verse 3 in First Peter 1 starts, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. 
You rejoice in this, even though now, for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with the inexpressible and glorious joy, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets, who prophesied about the grace that would come to you, searched and carefully investigated. They inquired into what time or what circumstances the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he testified in advance to the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you. These things have now been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Angels long to catch a glimpse of these things. Mm, There's a lot there. Yeah. I think I've said that many times right after we read. But yeah, that's getting... It never fails. Yeah, that's getting up there with excited. <laughs> getting close to excited. Mm, I'm excited there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's dive, let's dive into that first sentence. Um, that first sentence there, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, because, of his, because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth. So I guess this is the first two sentences. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Woo. This section, obviously, it's, it's titled, uh, some version uh, in the CSB, they call it a living, it's titled like a living hope. Other versions mm-hmm. call it different things. But still the idea of um, we have been given, because of the mercy of God, um, new birth into a living hope, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the marks of a Christian um, is hope. It's got to be hope. Yeah. Um, because especially we talk about being in exile, we live in a culture, any culture that's not based on the hope of Christ is a hope, like hopeless or fleeting hope based on circumstances. And certainly athletic culture is, is no different um, because our hope is not rooted in the scoreboard. And, and listen, we've had... Um, I had conversation last night with someone about what happens, you know, seeing the results of hope being rooted in circumstances, in a scoreboard or in um, in everyone thinking like you, believing like you, supporting you. Our hope is rooted in something that's much deeper. And he points to the resurrection of Christ and this new birth that we've been birthed into, um, that we've been birthed into a new family, a new inheritance and a new hope um and undergirding all of that the reason we need that hope is we kind of talked about in preparation there's this undercurrent of struggling with belief versus unbelief Mm -hmm. in the midst of suffering these are christians who are scattered throughout the region of you know what would be asia minor modern day turkey um and they're struggling with suffering and persecution and there's that belief versus unbelief struggle and what is the the um what is the anecdote to that and it's the hope the living hope that's rooted in the resurrection of christ so us when we compete when we're in these environments that maybe aren't positive um zach you were talking about being in a place where people are called and challenged to be leaders and there's that's not happening um we need to be people that are rooted in hope 
and steadfast in hope. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, um, especially the position that they're in of this high level of persecution and suffering and the debate with themselves of like, am I going to go through with this? Am I going to continue to believe in this? Uh, despite what's happening to me, despite what's happening to my family and friends because of the things that we say we believe uh, and how Peter calls it uh, just uh, though now for a short time um, you suffer. Um, and I think like even especially uh, in the world of sports, if we can even call it suffering um, that we go through where uh, we have hard practices, we have running for conditioning, we have people on our team like even being a christian people on our team making fun of us uh exiling us not letting not letting us be a part of certain things not including us in certain things like those slight very slight compared to obviously the christians that what they were going through at the time um the sufferings that we experience now is uh, is for a short time um and i think that's like when we talk about especially with competing biblically when we talk about the focus of the long term over the short term, yeah. of just like that is what that means is like we will shuffle suffer for a short time, but mm-hmm. like what we look forward to is much more important than making ourselves comfortable now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that hope that he's talking about here is in direct correlation with the gospel. Yeah. So it's the living hope because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. So Seth, you you used a lot of word, a, a lot of like familial words, yeah, in there, and I think I mean this almost like screams of adoption a little bit, yeah. Um, doesn't come out and explicitly use that word, but that's what's happening here through the gospel. It's kind of so with FCA we use the four of these four images that kind of represent the gospel of. By the way, Zach got the. By the way, cakes he's got the bracelet on. But this idea that God created the world uh, out of an overflow of his love to share his glory with the world, created everything perfect, and then sin fractured that, um, both in the individual sin of Adam and Eve and then the progressive nature of sin taking its root across the world um, and in the hearts of every human being at birth, that there's this separation between God and man and then um, this reconciling work of Jesus and the cross, and now... Seth and I were talking before we hopped on here. Now we're poised with this question of the long term versus the short term. Yeah. We're paused we're we're posed with this question of okay, you have experienced new birth and he's writing broadly, and maybe not every person who's reading this was born again, but he's writing to believers. He's yeah. writing to the elect exiles. And he's saying if you have been born again to this living hope, so you've received mercy and you've been given new birth into a living hope, now what are you going to do with it? Mm. And we'll see on the next episode, it dives into some more specifics of how they do that. But yeah. this is really bringing us back to the gospel. It's like belief versus unbelief. Do you really believe? Do we believe and are, and are we willing? Like we talked about this, I think, last season a little bit. Have, are we willing to entrust ourselves to the Lord, even if suffering is a part of that? Yep. Are we willing to entrust ourselves to the Lord, in this specific kind of inheritance, he talks about the three things there, that this inheritance, this living hope, it's unperish- it's imperishable, which means it's not going to die. It's um, undefiled. It's pure and holy. It's um, 
Yeah, completely pure. There's no corruption. There's no dirtiness. There's no speck or spot on it. And it is unfading. Like it doesn't, it doesn't lose its impact. So Seth and I were talking about getting a new house or you get the new iPhone or you get whatever you've been wanting for a long time or you're shooting to get these things, you're hoping for them, and then you get them. And I don't, what, did the, what was that called? The law of diminishing... The law- yeah, diminishing something returns. utility. Mm. Yeah, um, in returns. But like, phone. it's this idea that like, man, you get the new the new iPhone, you get the new iPad, you get the new Xbox, whatever it is, you get the yeah. new thing, you get the Oculus. That was one for you. Yeah. I Do you still have, have the same joy? You uh, don't even have no, it anymore. No, I, I sold it. Yeah. Yeah. Now so, someone else has the same joy for a time. <laughs> for a minute and then you're like okay this is just another thing when yeah. when does the next better thing come along yeah with this inheritance the, with what we're holding to long term over short term to what we are clinging our belief in versus our, our disbelief what we're trying to believe in is not going to fade at yeah. all it's going to be think of psalm 1611 in the presence of the lord dwells the fullest of joy Mm-hmm. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore, but it's not going to diminish. And just as we were reading this, I also think of like that song, 10,000 Reasons or um, Amazing Grace, that idea of like, man, we've been here for 10,000 years and now forevermore. Yeah. Or of like, we've been praising for 10,000 years and we still have eternity to go. So it really is long term. Versus really short term. Yeah. I mean, long yeah. time on earth. Like, we don't just talk long term versus short term here on earth, but he's even like, they could suffer for the entirety of their lives. And a long time here on earth is yeah. still a short time in comparison to eternity. Um, so, and, and I think about, you know, the you were talking about how they've been changed and, and it relates to me like in FCA, you know, we recruit athletes to camp, you know, we've been, me and our ministry, like we plant seeds, we have conversation. A lot of times some of that work has started and we invite these athletes to camp and God does a work on them. And yet, so they return yeah. after the summer, they return and they are different in the old, the old culture, the old style, mm. the old team, the old friends, the old everything, but with a new birth, a yeah. new person, a new hope. And that's when, as you were talking at the beginning of the thing, Nick, where that, that question mark, where the rubber kind of really hits the road, and it's like, okay, the like, Christ has changed you, his the his death and resurrection, the work mm-hmm. of the gospel, the work of the Holy Spirit has taken root in you. Now, what are you going to do about it? How will you respond in your day to day life here with your team, yeah. with the same old friends, the same old routines, the same things that went well, yeah. the same discouragements. A lot of times, same circumstances, but a new person, yeah, a new hope. And how is that going to manifest itself differently in your life? And probably some new challenges, some new excitements. I hope you yeah. enjoy and um, experience sport differently and relationships differently. But there's also going to be some new challenges. You're not going to be able to engage in every single conversation. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to go to every single party with, with your friends. You're not going to be able to um, say everything that you might want to say that's on your mind because – we now have. Don't step, you're stepping on people's toes a little you're bit. Stepping, on, stepping my on my toes. toes yeah. Bit. Yeah. You might not be able yeah. to think 
everything that yeah. you want to think. You, you, might, to, you have to hold your thoughts captive yeah, to the obedience of Christ. You might not be able to let the same bitterness, the same mm. patterns of thinking simmer in your heart and in your mind. Yeah. And so um, that you are set apart now. You know, we're, we're next section is called the holy living. Mm-hmm. And um, you're new. You're different. And you are probably not around a lot of people that think the same way. And you're going to stick mm-hmm. out. Um, so we had a kid this year and he comes back and we start and I loved it. He's like, yeah, I want to be, so did not know the Lord at all. Uh, Lord met him at camp and he comes back. He says, yeah, I want to be the Jesus boy. Mm. Like I want almost like I want to be, I want people to notice. I don't care if I'm made fun of like, because that's my new idea. I'm not ashamed. That's my new identity. Mm. And like, it's powerful. Yeah. Um, that is living in exile. Being the Jesus boy is yeah. living in exile. Yeah, I think like as as you guys talk about that, I think it all connects so well in my head because I uh, am that guy now, but wasn't for a long time, mm-hmm. even though I claim to be a Christian. Mm. Um, and so I think like this section is so beautiful um, because it's two people who are already Christians. Um, it's two people that uh, Paul or Peter were, were with like, it, it, it's to someone like me that was in a church for a long time, yeah. going through things that are harder. Seth, like you said, going back to sports, being around the same habits, being around the same people, being in the same situations. Yeah. I think a lot of times what you're saying, Nick, this idea of like this diminishing, um, this new hope that we have and seeing it, watching it diminish, the hope that we have doesn't diminish. Like mm-hmm. our reaction to it does. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's why it's so important and why, Peter does an incredible Mm -hmm. job of recalling it to memory of saying, no, this is what you believe in. Mm -hmm. And this is what you hope in. Yeah. Like trust in the salvation of Mm -hmm. your souls, not in the slight short of suffering Mm -hmm. that you are going through now. And so I think it's such a good wake up call and reminder to Christians of like, guys, this is what we believe. Mm -hmm. This is what we're promised for eternity. We're, we are promised eternity with Christ. And Seth, it goes back to what you're saying. Like, there is people, there are people now and were people then that will and were suffering for their whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like that it's not this earthly idea of short-term versus long-term where it's like, hey, it's a two-hour practice and you're mm-hmm. going to live for 80 years. It's no, like we, our 80 years yeah. in comparison to 10,000 years praising Christ and then forever yeah. more it's, it's nothing. So, so what is it if we're made fun of as the Jesus boy? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like this reminder of the salvation that we have and the secure hope that we have is a good reminder for Christians who have mm-hmm. let that hope fade in their minds. Yeah. I think it, it, so I don't think it's either or I think it's both and yeah. Like it does work to get through the two hour practice. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it works just, and that's the beauty of it. It works with the same power over a lifetime. I was reading verse five here, kind of going on, it, because it can't. Like Zach, you said, it, it, faith can feel like it's fading. Like we don't always feel like. Just to be honest, I'm, maybe you guys do. So maybe this is just a me thing. I'm open to that, but I don't always feel the same joy, yeah. the same energy, yeah. the same excitement. Even to do FCA work, like to to make the phone call to. <laughs> to even go and visit the huddle, like, and a lot of those times it's because who's doing it? It's, it's me. Verse five, I love, I love that it says, you, know, you are being, 
you are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Mm-hmm. And so we would say, like, that's another place where I mean, Seth, had, we've been talking about getting a button that plays some sound when we bring up a piece of the framework. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's cheesy for Not, the moment, but yeah, it works. Well, you, yes and no. Yes and then no. Um, <laughs> well played on that one. I liked it. Um, but another part, another part of the framework. Uh, would be, and sorry, you guys can hear my kids yelling. Yeah. We're homeschooling. Guest, guest appearances. Guest appearances. Shout out Sojourn, Caleb, Annika, Lindsay. Lindsay opened the door earlier. Anyway, um, back to the framework is this idea um, of being guarded that its it's got to be God's way, God's power, and God's glory. Yeah. We don't see God's way here as much. We'll talk about that next week. But here... It's got to be God's power that we can live in such a way that the power of God would work in us and through us. That how do we keep this unfading, imperishable, undefiled, and unfading? It's got to be God doing that. We can't manufacture that. We can't love that. We can't do all those things. But what we can do is say, like we've said for a while, not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm not mine. I'm yours. And then we see kind of... Well, I'll let I'll let that there. I'll, we'll we'll come back to God's glory in a minute. But yeah, you, throw it back over to you guys. I mean, I'm I'm afraid to step into what we're going to talk about because I'm looking at a verse that we're going to cover next episode. But the focus is on salvation. Like that's our motivation. The fact yeah. that by God's great mercy, you know, we have been reborn into this new birth, into this living hope. Um, so no matter what we go through, that's what he's calling us to focus on. And in sport, what are the things that dominate our focus? It's performance, results, um, maybe even relational conflict at times, or uh, wanting to have a sense of belonging or accomplishment or status. Um, those things are the things that dominate our mind. And if our hope is set there, then it's not going to be an in, you know an imperishable, enduring, mm-hmm. steadfast hope. Because um, true, mature people in the faith, I think there's a, you can see how it's a steadiness of how it's not just really high, high and really low lows, but there's a, a steadiness there because their hope, their foundation and their focus is set on something mm-hmm. consistent and steadfast that doesn't fall, doesn't waver um, mm. and isn't blown by the wind and, and pushed around by the seas, but it's consistent and steady. And um, I think that's how like we can lead on our teams um, is being that steady presence because our hope is on something steady mm-hmm. and firm. And whether that's performance-related, whether that's co- conflict on the team, whether that's legit persecution. I mean, Nick and I um, know of someone who has, who has you know, been singled out and legit asked uh, just asked to leave the team yes asked to leave the team because they don't support certain lifestyle choices and 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 in a gracious way explained it even saying like hey i live by different rules than everybody else i'm not holding you to my standard but even like you refuse to celebrate the lifestyle that we live so we don't want we can't we can't. I'm sorry. You refuse to live the lifestyle that we or celebrate the lifestyle we live. So we don't even want. We don't trust you enough to even be a part of our team. We can't. Yeah. We can't have that bond with you. Yeah. 
which is like, I mean, that's extreme. Yeah. And real. Especially for the American context. I yeah. Mean, we've not experienced what, you know, other believers around the world have experienced. Yeah. And we got some folks coming to our house next week who have. Who have experienced that. Who, who live in a part of the world. We won't mention what part of the world, but they live in a part of the world where that's their reality. Is like, oh, yeah, yeah. The stuff. Whatever Christians believe, not only is it not welcome, but it's illegal to tell people about. Yeah, that's why they do sport ministry mm-hmm. because they can't just do ministry, so they do yeah. sport. Yeah, and yeah, so, and I then, mean, this and stuff then we, is real. Yeah, and we have other we have other people that are sitting like other other people right now in America and Delaware and other places that are. I mean, maybe we've. I think this was a common theme that we've heard right from people that are from kids. Like, what are the biggest struggles you struggle with? They're like, we feel alone. Yep. We feel alone. And I think it goes two ways. One, like either they're the only believer that they know on their team mm-hmm. or there's only like a small remnant yep. of people that are different stages in their journey. But yeah. like they're the only one who's like, man, I really want Jesus to, I want God to get glory through my athletics mm-hmm. and no one else thinks that way. So they're alone or they've been told that sport doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So they're, battling this tension of like hey i really like the sport i want to glorify god through it but those in uh, in charge of me spiritually have kind of wrote it off as like insignificant so they feel alone and yeah. conflict in in competing and playing for the glory of god yeah and and that's why like when we say the rubber hits the road we talk about the question mark in the four how will you respond um i mean we see this with different themes in scripture so Jesus says, you know, who are you if you love those who love you? Don't even the the Gentiles do that. Um, but blessed are you when um, you're persecuted and you love those um, and you love. Same thing, like he tells Thomas after he's resurrected and, and um, he's like, you have seen and you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen, who mm-hmm. believe and have not seen. Yeah. So like. When we face, when we feel alone, when things are difficult to live out the call, it's, you know, real faith, real mm-hmm. hope is not faith or hope when everything goes perfectly. Yeah. When you're surround, when, you know, everyone has faith and has hope when we're in church on Sunday morning around mm-hmm. however many other believers you worship with and spurring one another on. And that's great. Um, I'm not diminishing that whatsoever. But real hope, real faith is when, yeah, you are in exile you are the only one or one of only a couple Mm -hmm. that are on a team of 20 30 people and you have to live that out Mm -hmm. day by day by day not for your own glory but for the glory of god i mean that is the real that's the living hope that's not the circumstantial hope Mm -hmm. that's the real enduring living hope um so this is the opportunity like Mm -hmm. if you feel alone this is an opportunity to walk that out and grow in your walk yeah and who knows other people may show up I mean, I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that, that idea of like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not going to bow down. We're not going to bow down, and God will save us. And even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. the living hope is saying the, kind of the same thing of like, yeah, we're here. I'm going to do it by God's power for God's glory, even if nobody else steps up, even if it's hard. Yeah. I think the power of God can... Well, in the in this verse, the power of God can show up through faith in that salvation that we're experiencing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like 
kind of a challenge. Like if you are listening and you don't feel this hope, um, if you are a Christian, aren't a Christian, the, the reason we have this hope is explained in all of these verses. Mm-hmm. Um, it explains how Christ, I mean, Nick went through the four, how Christ loved us mm-hmm. so much to create a world, to be in fellowship with us. We sinned in the garden with Adam and, in our, and are now born into sin. Christ, knowing that, being the gracious, loving God that he is, sent Christ, his own son, to die as a sacrifice mm. um, for our Jesus. sins. And that is the living hope that we now have, that now, even despite our sin and our nature, we have a hope to be with Christ one day in perfect glory, mm. worshiping him yeah. again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. And I think, like, at, for Christians, if you are not experiencing this hope, this it goes up and down. I mean, Nick said it. It's, it's definitely not just a you thing. I have days where I wake up, like today, I'm really excited. I had a great, I had great sleep. Um, I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be uh, an image bearer of Christ for mm-hmm. my team, for my fiance, for uh, my people at work, for the people I'm going to see at my family I'm going to see at home. Um, but yeah. there are days that I wake up and don't have that. And that's when I need to make sure that I'm getting into scripture, that I'm in prayer, that I'm in relationship with Christ because Christ is the living hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't have a relationship with Christ, there is no living hope. There's what you guys said earlier. There's fleeting hopes in small incremental things that happen on earth. um, And all of those are so just impertinent, like in just perishable. Yeah, they yeah. go away and fade so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like we see that, we see that in sports. We see people with a hope of getting an award at the end of the season with ending with the conference championship. I mean, we had it last year, my, mm-hmm. my entire team. I watched people's identities of themselves collapse when we lost by mm-hmm. one goal. Um, yeah. and, and it's just like, and you see that everywhere. You yeah. see that in everything, yeah. in money, in jobs, in family. Well, not even just in not having those things. We had Ben Suaro on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what episode it was. But he said the one of the hardest times for him was after he won a national championship. Like his yeah, identity trying to, trying to struggled, live up to that. figuring out who he was after he had accomplished that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that, I mean, that was really interesting too. And so, I mean, yeah, what is... How does hope play itself out? Um, I think this is a good way to close. We have to wrap up. But how does hope play itself out on the athletic field? Yeah, I mean, I see. I've been struggling with Caleb. We had a really rough practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I think that what's happening with six-year-olds just happens in more veiled ways and yes. with everybody else. So we're you're, giant you're, you're Sharon, you're down 2-0. Your team doesn't see a way that they're going to win this game, so they shut down. Mm-hmm. I see it with Caleb. Like, he's struggling that when – like he's on defense and he doesn't get a flag, he just melted down. I remember as a little league baseball player, like striking out and crying. Mm-hmm. But it's like because it's like everything that comes with it. Your ident- there is a battle that your identity is either going to be wrapped up in this living hope that you can find joy that's going to transcend circumstances, or you're going to be a, a you're going to be a prisoner of the moment. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a prisoner of the season. You're going to be a prisoner of your teammates. You're going to be a prisoner of the opponent, of the fan, of your parents, with thinking about all the different things 
that people think about you. And, and that's what Caleb kept communicating yeah. on the ride home is that, buddy, why are you crying? I'm just jealous. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other kids that are faster. I'm, I'm jealous. There's other kids that are better at grabbing flags. And I'm like, hey, buddy, what? your job is to just be the best you that you can be. Mm-hmm. Your job is to give it your best effort, your best focus, your best attitude. If you do those things, I don't care about any of the results. Mm-hmm. That's the process that we're going to focus on. Yeah. Is we got, and we got to fo- focus on the process over results. But nice plug. <laughs> oh, it didn't go. Oh, I turned the volume all the way down for those things. Anyway. But. So, yeah. I, so I saw, I see it with Caleb. I, I saw in the example that you shared with your team being down 2-0 and not responding. And I see it in, in Zach's example of, man, if you go to – overtime and win by one goal in the regular season and then go to the, the championship game and lose by one goal. That's the beauty of sport. Like, yeah. man, we gave yeah. everything that we had and we fought and we did the best that we could and we encouraged one another and we came up short. Yeah. Like there can still be celebration. Like I know yeah. the world would say there's no moral victories. Yes, there are. Yeah. Tons of them. Yeah. If you laid out everything that you had, it's back to the whole frosty deal. I'll be quiet. It's like you can't always be your best. And you can't always beat the best. You can't always be your best. But what you can do is give it your best shot. best shot. If you're swinging the bat, you're giving it your best shot. Attitude, effort, focus, camaraderie, others over yourself, and you come up short. Great job. So what I have Caleb doing now is that when, when he gets his flag pulled, his job now is to look his opponent in the eye and say, hey, good flag pull. Mm-hmm. Give the referee the ball. Someone scores. Hey, great run. His teammate scores. He's sprinting down the field. Go, go celebrate with him. Mm-hmm. And that's where there's beauty in sport. Yeah. And we have to be agents of that, of that living hope. Like, those are little things. If we're able to do those consistently, we can, we can be agents of a living hope. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the mark is do you have that living hope? And as – and. Is that living hope compartmentalized away from your sport or not? Like sometimes we see that in every other area. So do you compete the same? And this mm. is simple, Mark. Do you compete the same when the score is, you know, when it is 5-0 against you? Or 5-0. Or 5-0 with you. Um, or if it's, a, if it's a 1-1 tie. Like I'm thinking of, you know, some lower, you know, soccer type scores. Um, are you the same athlete? Does that hope, does that drive does that stir the same um do you compete the same when you agree with what the coach is doing on the team or mm. when you disagree do you still give the same effort um yeah. do you st- i mean do you still lead and compete with the same heart as if everyone is believers on your team or if you're the only one um like these are the things change the circumstances are you the same person is it the same hope is it the same drive mm. is it the same spirit within you um and is it the same power at work within you you know to give god glory and those are the questions of how we know are we competing with that living hope that enduring mm-hmm. living hope that is rooted in our new birth in the resurrection of christ yeah. um and those are the questions we need to ask ourselves so um yeah thank you guys for joining in with us today we hope you enjoyed the discussion next week we want to talk more specifically about this living hope and our call to be holy but until then we will talk to you guys next time a living hope